Welcome back to the Endurance Project. To begin for the day, let's start chatting a little bit about what our training was like when we begun triathlon. So what was your training like when you started? You started well before I did while you were in Luxembourg. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I don't know that I was, well, that's not true. I was, so I started a trainer road half, uh, Ironman or half triathlon, half distance we, triathlon plan. You started biking well before, right? Like you came in through biking through. Yeah. Before. Yeah. I started biking for, and that, for me, that was fun. Got into a few different sportive events, which is kind of like the equivalent of, you know, people run half marathons and marathons or five Ks here in the U S they also have events like that for biking that at least from my perspective is it doesn't seem like it's quite picked up to that same extent here. There's obviously some bike events that you can find, but this is like bike events where we're talking like thousands of different bikes are on the road trying to, you know, bike some of the historic, um, or, Tour de France or whatever. bike races yeah Liège, Boston, Liège, Paris-Roubaix those type of things so I got into biking just because Luxembourg has great bike paths um, great discounts on bikes or government subsidies to buy your bike um, and it was just a good way to get outside and enjoy the nature and get some fresh air in Europe and to just kind of see stuff and that turned into doing more of the bike events and then we had a friend that convinced me to sign up for a half Ironman. And then I convinced Allie to sign up for it. And then because of COVID, it got pushed back and delayed. And then we ended up relocating back to the U.S. It got delayed again because of COVID. And then we deferred another year. So now we're finally going to make the half Ironman happen this year. No, there are no deferrals left. There, there's nothing left. It's either do it or lose the money. Yeah, do it or I get a sunk cost. <laughs> so I biked just for fun leading up to it and then got into, yeah, once I signed up, obviously I needed to find a plan. So I'd already been doing trainer road for a while um, and they had a half Ironman plan. So I was following that pretty religiously. Um, they had like, I'd say besides the swim, but on the run side, they'd have like prescribed run workouts, like, you know, 30 minute, 30 second intervals or minute intervals and however many you were doing in a long run. Um, and all of the, that part that goes into that. And then on the swim side, I, I was commuting to Belgium for work right before COVID. So I actually got a swim coach at a local gym in, uh, in Antwerp, Belgium, um, and was going there like once or twice a week to do um, swim lessons with them to kind of like reteach myself how to swim. Slowly was picking that back up, and then COVID obviously shot everything, um, to shut everything down, um, but continued to bike and run just on my own. Yeah, so, so that's what was... how I got started into it. Yeah, so what was, uh, what were like the swim workouts you started with? I can, I can share some of mine maybe like I started running, uh, more just wanted, I needed a change. I'd stopped working out as much started a program, fairly popular program called 75 hard and was running quite a bit. 
kind of fell in love with running uh, until I got shin splints really bad to where I couldn't run or jog. Um, so that at that moment, I was kind of like, all right, better, you know, figure some other stuff out and, and the options, like I had already set the goal to run, you know, a half marathon and then a full marathon. But because of my shin splints, I, I turned and I said, huh, better figure out something else I can do. Cause I was continuing the 75 hard program, which is, you know, basically two workouts a day of 45 minutes, one of them being outside. So, um, the, it was pretty simple at least to kind of pivot and keep that, that work I had done running and say, well, I'm going to do, you know, a triathlon. And, you know, I had kind of set that goal at that point to do half Ironman, which was pretty crazy in my mind. So my training then shifted from running to like biking to, to swimming a little bit. And when I started my biking was, I had no, I had no bike. Um, I didn't really know anybody here who had a bike and I just had a gym membership. So I started, right. I would go to the gym and I'd bike for like 30 minutes or whatever until I got tired. And then I'd go and do something else or slowly I, I realized that there was like this little scan app thing that I could get on my phone. Um, and it would basically run me through a spin class. So I became familiarized with, you know, biking cadence, how fast you're turning the pedals as well as, you know, Watts, which is kind of your power output. And that kind of set me up pretty quickly to, uh, to, to kind of transition into something a little more concrete and a little more call it, I don't know, more professional, more real, like trainer, more structured, like trainer road. Um, and then I don't know about you, but my swim workouts, they, they first started with me in a pool. It was actually a hotel pool that was like, call it 20 feet long. And I would just like push off and like (laughs) stroke three times, four times, whatever. And that was, that was how I started. And it was really, I, and all, all of our siblings are like this. Like we had could swim, but it was like a doggy paddle. I wasn't going to die like swimming in a pool, but I definitely did not feel comfortable swimming in a pool. And I remember that first time. No, 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 nor did I go fast. Not even close. Like, I mean, nor did I go into like deep water, nor did I like, I'm talking like the deep end of a pool that was like 10 feet deep was like, like mentally blocking and challenging for me, but like I could do it, but I just didn't feel comfortable at all. And then like, I remember when you swam my first like 25 yard pool, like luckily deep the whole way. And I could, you know, every like fifth stroke, I would stand up and catch my breath. And (laughs) yeah, (laughs) it was a nightmare, (laughs) but luckily like, I, my, I kind of learned, I say, I learned to swim a little bit, um, to where I could basically do one, one lap. So 25 yards. And that was like the moment where I was like, all right, now I better, you know, pick up a training program. And because I had talked with you, I also picked up 
know, the trainer road triathlon program, which it's pretty good, at least uh, especially good for biking. Um, but yeah, very. Yeah. Very I found helpful. it was helpful for running too at the time. Like I was in a place where I'd been running somewhat consistently over in Europe, but it was easy to pick up. And I, I got up to uh, like an eight and a half mile run before kind of things shut down. And I was like, uh, just going to reprioritize my run Then came back to the U S and I would say now I've changed my training a little bit in that one, I don't really have a great structure for my swim workouts. I'll, I have them on my trainer road calendar and sometimes I'll look at them and do some of the drills, but for the most part, I'm just like looking to get into like smooth rhythm and just get my endurance and, and keep my muscles, my muscle memory fresh for how to swim. On the training side, I've switched more to like an 80-20 plan. So it's more, and it's like a structured plan out of training peaks that gives me prescribed workouts to try and stay in certain zones. Um, and those zones then just help me train train more often, but to also have um, some very specific runs that are more high intensity, so to speak. And then it's the bike, I'm either on the trainer road or I'll go outside for a long endurance ride. Yeah. How, uh, how have you felt doing the 80, 20, do you like the structured workouts or like even kind of like swimming? Do you miss the structured workouts or do you enjoy the kind of just go and lose your thoughts and just um, kind of swim? Both like swimming is, I found swimming to be kind of relaxing. Like I would never have said that a couple of years ago, but <laughs> there's just like, there's nothing you can think about, right? There's no, there's no scenery to look at. There's no animals to worry about. There's no people interrupting you. Most people don't have headphones on. I definitely don't swim with headphones. Um, like you're just like, you're in the zone and that's like all you can think about is like, the connection between like your mind and your body and like the repetitive strokes that you're doing. Right. So you're, you have, you have to embrace your thoughts, right? There's no way to like run away from them. They are, you're sit there and locked in. I think the training, the like having structured training helps you kind of just develop and push yourself more. I found it was helpful um, to have like a, a coach when I was in Belgium for a little while, just because it's like they can look and see your, your form and what you need to work on. Now it's a little bit harder to do that. Um, I don't like take a camera and record myself in a pool or have somebody that I swim with that can like give me pointers at this point and what I'm trying to accomplish. But I think that there are some good benefits to do that, especially when you get started so that you try to create good habits and form as you build up to, to training. Yeah, one of the interesting things I heard with swimming, because like I'm kind of the same way. Um, I don't have anybody that's taught me to swim, but I've one, I've picked up a few kind of pieces of equipment that I feel like have helped me quite a bit, like the swim paddles. Like my paddles yeah. are are like specifically designed for a beginning swimmer, so they'll like fall off and set up like those that like are rubber banded basically to your hands. Um, mine 
will fall off. They are really just a thumb spot. And if you, you know, enter the water a weird way, or if you don't pull all the way through, you know, various things like they'll like slide and you'll feel it. And so those have helped me a ton. But um, the thing I've realized is like, if I can get faster, it means usually it's probably isn't always the case, but like I've read somewhere that it's like the faster you get, you have to get better form. Like you just have to, because otherwise you're just pulling against yourself. And it's like this interesting concept that took me so long to realize when swimming was like, it's like biking, right? Biking, you know, that you're working against yourself, like from an aerodynamic standpoint, like if you sit up or if you like get in an aero position, like the, the resistance is, is drastically different. And in swimming, it's the same way. Like if your hips are in a good position or if you're pulling, like stroking the right way, like you're just, you, you have to have like better form. If you're, you know, tilting too much to breathe out, like you're going to like slow yourself down. And that's like one thing that I've realized quite a bit is like, if I am getting faster, it usually means that I'm doing things that are one more aerodynamic in the water and two, just like better form. But yeah. So that's, that's one thing I, I feel like I've, I've benefited a lot of one. I have like a, the swim paddles and then the pool buoy. She like put in between your legs. It helps you yeah. kind of like, float while you can like focus more on stroking and more on breathing that's definitely helped me a lot just to like because the whole some of some areas of thought are that that you should you should kick less right for endurance swimming when you're gonna have to get on your bike and run and and then also after that you're gonna have to go run so idea is you don't want to wear your legs out on a swim so the pool also helps you so you don't have to like kick as much you can keep your legs you know neutral but then just use your upper body that and then it's also true your legs are like the biggest muscles in your body so they actually consume the most amount of oxygen so if you kick a lot it actually makes you more tired it's this like fascinating thing but yeah and the pool buoy does pretty like a, a wetsuit which the only race i've done like in the open water is a wetsuit race. It like is a very different feeling than, you know, just in a normal pool, but it's more similar to like the pool buoy a little bit. Like you get this extra buoyancy um, specifically around like your hips to get you in a better like race position, they call it. Yeah. Do you have, do you have the swim shorts? Do you no. have like the buoy shorts? No. No, like the Roka, the, I think they call them like the SIM, the SIM, yeah, points and shorts or whatever. No, I don't. I I can't spend two hundred bucks or whatever they are on a <laughs> swimsuit. I'm gonna buy a yeah. swim skin before I do that. <laughs> gotcha. But maybe someday. But yeah, my uh, my current. Uh, kind of training program. So I did trainer road last year and I like it. I, I was really wanting to kind of just switch and I couldn't really decide if I was going to do like a training peaks program, which is supposed to be kind of, it's like your 80, 20. And then, the, and those are supposed to be more kind of dialed in 
to the specific athlete, whether it's because of it's based off of heart rate training or whether it's, you know, has like a coach pace, on the pace. back end that's, uh, yeah, pace, whatever it is, they're supposed to dial in a little more than trainer road as trainer road doesn't really take any inputs, right? If I remember correctly from swimming or from running, like it gives you targets, but it doesn't like take any inputs and, and give you different, you should be swimming at, Maybe it does. I can't remember it, this pace. The only thing it does so. now, it does have AI now that it will move it around. So if you don't, if you don't mark workouts as being completed, then it will kind of reshuffle it around to be based on the level where they think you should be. But like you said, it doesn't take into account heart rate or distance or any other things at this point. So, but like, Again, I trainer road did really well for me last year just because it gives you, you know, what two swim workouts a week, three, four running and like four biking or something workouts. It helps structure kind of your days. And then some of the nicest parts about trainer road is how easy it is to move everything around. And I'd say it's like the most affordable pricing. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so I switched this year to, it's called TriDot. So their big belief is like using AI to basically prescribe you workouts. Um, So they, instead of working like Trainer Road, who would like move things around if you miss a workout, it will basically assume that either you were like too tired, you needed additional recovery um, or like you're injured. So it will maybe like tone it down like the next week or like, so it, it takes in all of that information and then uh, it, it, the nice part is I feel like it integrates a lot better with like your Garmin products. So for example, it will prescribe a run. So like last night I, I did a, an interval run and it will send it to my Garmin watch pre-programmed. So I know that I have a 55 minute run with specific intervals. It knows my specific paces that I should be running at so that it, you know, qualifies as a tempo run or like a lactate threshold run. And so it will tell me, all right, you should be running between a 740 mile and an eight minute mile for six minutes. And then a one minute rest sitting at like a 1040 to a 930 mile. And so it's nice because your Garmin watch will like ping you like, you're running too fast. You're running too slow. You know, every yeah. time it, it, a step changes. So that's one thing that's been really nice. And it changed this year is like, I get, you know, one to two workouts a day and it pretty much works entirely with my watch without me even needing to, to plan. Um, the difference is swim workouts. I guess it doesn't work very well because it doesn't let you import that many steps and most swim workouts are, you know, like if you're doing intervals, I don't know. I do 40 intervals or something. There are certain ways you can do it. Yeah. Um, I, I think you can do it manually, but they don't allow you to use like the import function for whatever reason as of now. So they can't. So try that is unable. Yeah. 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 Which it's, it's weird. Like the more I get into their workouts, like the less it's, it's weird, right? The less you like need it, like swim workouts seem like they're the most complicated 
but like it's a, it's different because you're usually running them off distance. It's like a track workout, right? You're like, all right, like all right, well, the last one I remember that I did, I started off like my main set was three by 100 at like a zone four pace. And then it was, uh, then a 300, uh, yard followed that at a zone four pace. And then it was four by four, four by 100. And then a 400, like, so they, they're more structured and they're like, once you kind of get into it, like, I remember the first one I did, like every time I like finished a lap or like a set, I was like looking at my phone, trying to figure out what it was, but you know, you kind of get used to it once you figure out kind of how swim swim workouts are structured or how the specific workout is structured. And like, yeah. I can u- usually do, you know, the main set with looking at my phone maybe once or twice as well. So, and then the other nice thing, my bike workouts, I used to think that you needed trainer rotor Zwift to pair with everything, but I just send it to my Garmin. I don't even have trainer rotor Zwift. I just send it to my Garmin and oh, yeah. my Garmin pairs with my trainer and we'll just move it up or down. Or I've tried to do a few workouts outside, but I always get really bad training scores on those ones because I push too much power. <laughs> yeah. That's outside. I have that problem, but yeah. So what's uh, your training plan as you move into Waco? I'm, I'm kind of already online right now, kind of just working through, um, what's, what's your yeah. training plan? Just, I'm doing couple, at least two, three days of biking a week. Um, I'm not doing any swim right now currently cause our pool is under renovation and it's currently snowing outside in Minnesota. So no, no open water swims for a while longer. Um, and so, yeah, kind of stopped on that. I I'll probably go swimming every once in a while. It just takes, takes a while to get to another gym that's close by that has a pool that's open. Um, and then I think on the run side, um, I just started like an 80, 20, um, plan, for that to get up to pretty decent distance um before like in at the end of august i'll be a pretty good i I could probably run a little bit further than a half marathon by august on that plan current prescription for that is like running five times a week but it's like 30 minute runs and they're usually like zone two runs which if you've never done a zone two run it's like walking (laughs) or shuffling it's really slow but the whole idea is that you just build up your aerobic endurance and i i've always struggled with like running and i I feel like it's helped me over the last little bit when i did a 10k plan recently um to get up to some better paces um so i'm hoping that as i continue to work on that and kind of blend that with my trainer road workouts and what i'll try to fit in for swimming um it'll work out and then i think on top of it i think you're doing this too but weightlifting i just have found that going to the gym and just pumping some iron, moving some weight around, just, um, uh, it feels good. It feels engaging. It's different from endurance training. It helps me feel stronger. Um, just more confident and yeah, I like doing it. So 
I'll keep in incorporating that. I have like a total body work. It's kind of like a partial three partial body workout, three partial total body workouts a week, just so that like I can, after I go do squats, like I'm not doing like squats, deadlifts, leg presses, you know, all of the legs on a single day. Cause then I can't go bike or run the next day because I'm so sore. So I just break those out, right? Like squats one day, leg press another day, deadlift another day, box jumps kind of in there. It just helps break it up so that I, I'm not like my lower body specifically is not too fatigued. Yeah. It's uh it's funny. So I, I decided to just keep a leg day. So that's my Wednesday. And then I try and lift either in the morning or in the, like around noon. And then that night or that afternoon, I'll go for like a, a tempo run. And it's just like a brick. That's how I've, that's like my mindset. It's a little different. It's yeah. like a brick. So it's like none of it. Like yesterday, did legs, did um, squats and deadlifts. And, and then I headed off like 30 minutes later and did a tempo run. And let me tell you, the first 20 minutes of the run were awful. They were so bad. I was just dragging. But then I don't know what happened. It just like shifted. And then I like, it was the weirdest thing. Like if you look at my, like my intervals, my last interval, I ran, you know, my fastest interval and I had the lowest heart rate. And I was just like, I could do this for a while. So something changed. And I, and I tell you what, this is the first week where I've had, like, I call it a successful run the last, the three weeks leading up. Uh, I can't, I couldn't really walk. <laughs> yeah. it I was think, bad <laughs> i think you have to just get into like a routine too with your weightlifting right like the more yeah. you're in a routine and doing it and then the more you also are able to like switch and do endurance like either the next day or the same day like in a brick workout right like i think your body just like starts getting used to it and it can build off of it right so the first week is going to be super rough the first two weeks are going to be rough you know, the first three weeks are still going to be a little hairy, but then like after like a month of doing that, you, your body starts to kind of like figure it out. Yeah. But I, I tell you what, like the one thing that's changed a lot, like I almost all of last year I did, I trained for a marathon, trained for, you know, half Ironman. I pretty much left weightlifting out. Um, but the last month of doing weightlifting, I'd say like I have a push day on Monday, a leg day on Wednesday and a pull day on, on Friday. Like I, one, I look forward to those workouts because there's something like different. Right. And, and it's, it's just different than endurance, like sitting on a bike, swimming, running, it just like, it's different to go in and lift and like pump iron right but like for me the biggest benefit's been like energy i don't know if you felt this yeah. but like like for real whatever it is like my energy right now is significantly better than it was last year when i was like doing you know i would even say like when i weighed you know 15 pounds less when i you know could run uh 20 miles you know, my, I was running 20 miles more a week than I am now. You know, I was biking 50 more miles a week, whatever it was like my energy right now is significantly better. And even though I would say 
like from a like a strict like measure standpoint like metric standpoint i'm less healthy or less fit so it's interesting yeah Yeah, i think we've listened to some other podcasts that are like talk about this too right like there's benefits in strength training i think especially for like eating right like when i i feel like i can eat more and it doesn't matter so much what i eat when i'm strength training but when i'm like just doing endurance running or endurance training like i don't know i like i try to like skip out on meals or i just say like oh it's not that big of a deal like or i don't know just like eat less try to eat more healthy but at the end of the day like you lose weight but you don't feel healthier you don't feel better yeah i know for me it was always i'd go do like my two three hour bike ride whatever it was and then i would just like i would have to like eat the two thousand calories like and for me it was always it had to be like in the next like two hours which if you're trying to put up 2000 calories like the only way you can do it is through not healthy food right healthy food yeah. like 2000 calories like you throw up it's so much volume right if you're eating like whole organic yeah. foods go and eat 2000 calories of broccoli <laughs> and then come back and talk to us yeah or even like yeah like 2000 calories of just call it like ground beef is so much yeah. right like you wouldn't even be able to just eat plain ground beef, which is crazy. Maybe you could, I don't know. Maybe if you're eating like 50, 50, but um, <laughs> yeah, no weightlifting helps a ton. It's, it's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm kind of taking advantage right now too. Cause like the way that most training programs are kind of structured, right. Is you don't really ramp up volume like until about three months before and that's really just because you have two basic systems you have your anaerobic which is like your fast twitch kind of like your sprinting system and then you have your aerobic system right you're like lower heart rate like endurance events your aerobic system like you want it to kind of like peak right before the race and the best way to do that is just work it like about three months and i this is more based off of all of the training programs that I've done than based off of, you know, significant research that I've done, but my workouts are primarily anaerobic or, or kind of like, like high, high impact aerobic workouts, like tempo runs or, you know, threshold biking activities, threshold intervals, like hundred meter, hundred yard swims. Um, so I, I was looking at my plan. I don't start ramping up, like doing long runs where I'm running, you know, like eight, 10 miles plus until June, which was kind of like interesting to me. It's like the end of June. I was like, man, it seems crazy that I, I wait until then to start running yeah. long distances or start biking long distances. And then like it peaks about three weeks before the race. And like the peak week is like nuts. It's like a three and a half hour long run and then like a six and a half hour bike <laughs> and then all the other workouts too. So that's one reason why weightlifting has been really good right now too, is like one, it helps me structure workouts so that I, 
like I'm planning for like additional time later on in the year, as well as like if you're doing a three and a half hour run, like, like they're great. You're going to get bored doing that over and over and over again. You know, like there's only so many paths you can take so many roads you can see in Arizona. (laughs) Maybe you're a little better. You get all those country roads, but yeah, we got some uh, state parks you can go running nearby. Mix it up. Add some, I'm I've try, I'm looking to try to add some trail running into my into my space. Just mixes it up. Makes you I don't know. Probably helps work your ankles a little bit differently than running on the road all the time. It's a little bit softer. Got to run up some hills, down some little hills. Yeah. I will stick to the roads. From what I've I'm heard, like, there's a few uh, hills in Waco I need to prepare for. Oh, man. Whatever that park was, I can't even remember. I should remember. <laughs> Har- Harrison Park or something? I don't know. It's like the nightmare. Supposed they, to make uh, it. they have a flatter course this year, right? That's what they're supposed to do? Yeah, but their flatter course, when I when I did it, right... How many loops did I do? Was it two or three? You said two. Yeah, so I did two loops. I think when I looked as of now for the full, there are two loops. Last year they did four loops. That would be awful. <laughs> Not just like because like especially awful if, for it's like a, if there's a hill. If there's if you have to run oh, up a hill gosh. four times. Not Dude, that. Fun. Yeah, well, the problem is, like, you see everybody walking up the hill because it's so steep. It's got to be, like, I don't know. It's it's steep enough that everybody was walking up it when I saw. And I was like, huh. That's where I cramped. But that's, like, my number one fear is injury. So you – I will probably – and there's not – there are a lot of trails up here. I will stick to road for the now – We'll see. You know, yeah, there's Plus, always risk of injury. I keep debating whether to play basketball or not. It didn't turn out so well for me last year when I rolled my ankle. <laughs> I'm still doing rehab exercises for it. Yep. You know, hopefully uh, weightlifting will strengthen it a little bit. That's what they say. Yeah. Didn't help so much in high school when I did lift back then. <laughs> some more, some bigger braces. And also, just to remember, I'm not as young as I once was in terms of recovery. Yeah, dude, you're old. Yeah. <laughs> super old. Uh, all right. Well, anything else you want to add? I think that about wraps it up for now. All right. We'll see you in the next one.